This is Drop Tent Media Network. Hey, hold right there. Don't dare skip this. This is an important message. Me and my boy, Albert Davis, we want to tell you about our podcast, Seriously, Dad. Albert, why should they listen? Because it's the best podcast in the world. It's by two comedians who are dads. And you know what we're talking about? Being dads. It's called Seriously Dad. Check us out on social media at Seriously Dad Podcast. And anywhere you get your podcast, that's where we're at. We're funny. We got some great guests coming our way. We cover the topics you want to hear. Check us out. The old saying goes, if you don't work, you don't eat. Whatever the new saying for the new generation, you either grind or starve. Established in 2015, Grind the Star of Apparel has become the premier fashion brand for today's hustlers, entrepreneurs, and CEOs in the making. The online store provides groundbreaking styles and innovative designs for today's go-getters, proving that you can grind and look good at the same time. Grinder Starve has several collections to choose from. The new GOS Luxury, Designer, Location Apparel, Rep Your City to the Fullest, Fitness, Barber Edition, Stylist Edition, and Baker's Edition. Go to GOSApparel.com the next time you need a hoodie, polo, G-shirts, bags, all made with the best quality materials. Grinder Starve, the choice is yours. Go to GOSApparel.com. Hey everyone, producer Neil Wood here. We had a small tech issue right at the beginning for a minute or two. A mic must have switched while we were getting started because there was some breaking news. So, uh, but it's it's a great episode. You'll definitely enjoy. So I'm gonna leave it to Brian and Rand to take over. And thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Uh-huh. High IQ basketball with Brian Isley time, and Raymond like Bird. What's going one? on, bro? I'm gonna go for like a like a quadruple double. And welcome to another edition of High IQ basketball with Brian Isley and Raymond Bird. I'm Brian Isley. That's Raymond Bird. We got super producer Neil, and we have a guest today. We have a guest in the building. We've been trying to make this happen for a while now, but he's finally here. Uh, author activist, uh, hip-hop podcaster, co-host of the legendary Boombox Life Radio, Mr. Saquon Gillette. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Oh, man, happy to be here. Yeah, man, it's good to it's good to finally have you on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, I've, been, I've been watching. I've been watching. And? I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> We appreciate that, man. We appreciate that, man. Uh, we gonna get right into it. Y'all know how it goes. Four quarters, four topics. Then we get into our OT. I think y'all know what the OT is gonna be about, but you know that's why we say that for last. Uh, quarter number one. We want to. I guess we are gonna revisit our picks from the the first episode. We are a quarter into the season, uh, and we're going to talk about you know, who we think should be the MVP so far, the most approved player, six-man, coach of the year so far. So we're going to start with Ray. Ray, what, who who you got, man? MVP, I, I, mean, I think it was the early choice was Joker, right? But I think right now it's Embiid. I think Embiid, I think when we Your first Your early our, choice was... Was it Embiid? Your early choice was Joker. Yeah. You know, like I think early in the year, I, think, I said we... 
we, we said that he had an opportunity where, you know, they lost hard and they traded hard and they didn't replace him. And he had this team that didn't have any expectations. And if he could get them to that top four seed and he's playing at a high level, like he would put himself in that conversation. And I think he's exceeded that. I think the Sixers are still contenders mm -hmm. and he's putting them like 35 and 11 right now. Like mm -hmm. he's definitely in the MVP. I think he's probably leading MVP talks right and now. And career high in assists. He's bullshit assists because he's, he's a super jack. But, it's BS's. Yeah, it's BS. BS's. BS assists. Like he's not playmaking at all. I mean, it's basic. It's, basketball. I'm, I'm in the pick and roll. Y'all send three people at me, and I kick the ball out, and somebody makes a shot. He ain't creating you must, opportunities you must for not nobody. Be a John Stockton fan, then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, can, Yo, there's assist, a... and then there's assist. You know what I mean? That's running the offense. Joker is running the offense. He is creating opportunities. You run, you backdoor, and he is. Throwing dimes to people like Embiid's not doing that. Embiid is yo know, his last resort is I didn't drew three defenders and I ain't got no choice but to pass the ball and I pass the ball. Well, shit, we seen people draw three defenders and still shoot, right? But and we seen him do it many times too. So I'm just saying, can we just like give him a little bit of credit? Like he, not for the assists. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to give him a triple yeah, team. You got a little bit of intent in there and everything. Like, you just don't want to give him a little credit. <laughs> yo, because he's a jack. Yo, you, we all seen the highlight where he got the ball on the, uh, on, on the high post or whatever, and he jab step for, for 13 seconds, <laughs> and uh, Ubre's in the corner clapping for the ball. Like, yo, I'm wide open, pass the ball, and he still pulls it. He makes the shot, so you can't say nothing, but... That's who Embiid is. Embiid is, like, yeah, intent, his intent is to get 35 every night like that's his intent like he is very aware of you know i've on this streak where he when he scored 30 points and 30 and 10 for 18 straight games like he knows that that's what he's on his intent every game is to get that 30 piece all right that's one clear example of him denying the teammates the ball but I, like i said he's he he has a career high in assists and we've seen plenty of examples where he did make that kick out to the corner or he did make that kick swing the ball to the other side. Like, we've seen examples of him maturing as far as passing the basketball where in other cases he hasn't done it. I don't agree. I think he, I think he, 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 he's leading the MVP votes. MVP chase right now for me. I think he wins the MVP if it ended today. But in regards to getting other players involved, like, him averaging 35 and 11 is the reason they go home in the second round, unless they do something else with the roster. Saquon, can you weigh in, please? Against him or my picks? Nah, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> with, wherever you want to go with it. Uh, because I, I feel like I feel like that is moving the goalposts in so many ways because so many times, not necessarily you, but so many times we see people respecting that. If it's your team, take the shot. You know, and all of those things, right? I'm a get your teammates involved person, right? So you know, I understand that point of it. So I get your, I get your argument. I just feel like we, there's so many people that we have so much respect for, for doing just that. If they feel like they got to do it, then they do it. It's on my shoulders. It's on my back, right? You know what I mean? So, eh. but I, I agree. I think that he is um, leading, leading the vote. I feel like you know, they're Joker would have to die for them to put him too far back. But I would love to see Shy get it. Mm. He, really he's would. two C. What are they, the two C right now in the West? Yeah. They are and 22 and 9. Yeah. yeah, he should definitely be in that he averaging 30, 30 and change. Yeah. But ho ho, his is a is a wild card. Halliburton? I got him fourth. Halliburton hoping that they ain't got the record right now. 
Because I think they I think they probably break Well, he's really record. balling. But he going crazy. Like, he giving you 30 and 10, 30 and Easy. 12. And then I think he had a stat where he was like, what do you have, like 60 assists and four turnovers in the last four or five he games or whatever? Balling. Like, yeah, he could be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, when, he, when he first got drafted, and I'm like, I got a ton of his rookie cards. And I'm like, man, I hope he can overcome this name. I didn't think his name would let him be like a super duper star, but he's killing it. He definitely killing. He got a weird, weird jumper. Yeah, and for whatever reason, that thing is super Water. wet. <laughs> I don't understand how that thing's super wet, but and that then, thing is super look, wet. It's caught here in Indiana. You you know you can get away with the weird jumpers in Indiana. Yeah, true. <laughs> We've seen it for eighteen. Right, years. right, right. Exactly. <laughs> that is definitely true. Wow. Uh, I was gonna mention Halliburton. Uh, but you know, you beat me to it. Uh, Embiid is, I think he's a clear front runner for for MVP. Um, I think if the, if the Lakers weren't under five hundred, two games under five hundred now, I think AD would have a solid case because he's been playing extremely well, extremely well. Yeah. Sometimes you get that that cloud over you, where you know people got this opinion of you that ain't really true. Because it ain't really true. The boy really is hooping at a super high level. But let him have a bad game. Let him have a game where he scores eight points or he has a horrible second half or something. And the narrative would be, oh, he's so inconsistent. But he's been very consistent over this last month and a half. But Yeah, the thing is, though, a month playing, and man. a half is <laughs> an 82-game season. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said it's, it's a kind of a, a unfair narrative. Eh, no, nah, it's earned. I think it's an unfair it's narrative. Definitely earned. It's, no, definitely it's definitely earned. earned. I think and I like it. I think, I think that, that, that it depends what your expectations are. Are your expectations for him to get 30 every night? And then if he doesn't get 30, it means he had a bad game? Because in... Because he's one of those dudes where he does, he have impacts the game in a lot of different ways. My ex. So even when he scores 17 points and, and, and has 10 rebounds, he's played excellent defense. My so, expectation is for him to be a number one overall pick and be a top 10 player in the NBA and be go down as one of the greatest power forward slash centers and defensive uh, players that we've ever seen as he was billed when he was drafted out of Kentucky. That's what I expect. And those type of guys, when we go back and say, what's their lowest scoring game? Well, you you got to think about it. That's a trivia question. For him, it's like, bro, we there's a lot of them. I think they. I think outside of Brian, all of it, everybody got a lot of them. No, not everybody. You can go to you can go to all these dudes, and they got games where they score less. No, than everybody points. has them. Bron, everybody you know I mean? has outside them. of Brian, I think that standard is is for him only. Rest of these dudes, right? Have everybody those highs and lows as well, but not that. Not their trivia questions. They don't happen a bunch of times, and right. they definitely don't happen a bunch of times in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Every he'll other literally game. ball out, and you'd be like, "Okay, we back." <laughs> Then just like Roy, you get knocked out the next game. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the 41 game, 11 the next. That's crazy. That's a crazy drop. Off. Right. Right, right. But you know, that was that was that was last year. He's he's been hooping consistently for, like you said, about six weeks straight of just hooping. And he's been the bright spot for the Los Angeles Lakers. Brom will have great games and then Braun will have his moments where he does have a great game. I believe he had a 12-point game the other night. I think, I mean, Braun's just older. You he, know I mean? I mean he got to be able to do that now. He has yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Braun just, I mean, you, the, the grind of a season where you have one game and then you fly and you got another game. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, when Brian got rest, like for that play in, yeah. when he got to that tournament where he had days in between games, you're going to get Brian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but that's man. why I'm saying AD has to be AD all the time to give LeBron that luxury to be 39 years old. I think he's done his part. I think they've got a, you know, as they've had since Brian has been there, they got a flawed roster. They got a roster that is devoid of shooting. In today's NBA, you got to have shooting. So we got. Are, are we all unanimous with MB being a front runner? Yeah. Now we said Halliburton could be in the mix. So is Halliburton the, the clear cut MIP? Uh, was there anybody else? I think it was somebody else they was talking about. Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese yeah. has to be in there. Tyrese, what do you put it like 10 points on his average? Yeah. I understand that, but we just said that Halliburton is balling out crazy. And he was nowhere near the MVP discussion right. last year. Right. So for him to make that jump, shouldn't that automatically qualify him as most improved player as well? I wouldn't argue it. I mean, I could see both of them happening. But if it didn't happen, I would say, okay, well, he maybe maybe Maxi improved more from where he was. Not to say he's better. Mm-hmm. Halliburton was you know a double I mean? game last year. He was, right. no, he was and, a, and he was year. an all-star. Yeah, yeah. so it's like... But it, it, Maxie it do going, kind of wasn't an all star. He's going to yeah. be all star this year. Yeah, yeah. So you know there might be a little, but it's it, okay. He could, so, he could he could clearly get most improved right. at MVP though. Well, let, well, let me add, ask it a different way. Then, what's the bigger jump? Uh, no star to all star or all star to superstar MVP candidate? I think for for this situation, I think that. Maxi, I mean uh, Halliburton playing in a small market, that's a bigger jump. If he if he was to get the MVP, that would be a bigger jump. Um, just just because, like I said, you know Maxi's playing in Philly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eyes are at some point on Philly. It's a lot of people that never see Indiana play. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So for for him to if he can do that, that's a bigger jump to me in my eyes. Okay. Who's coach of the year so far? Man. Um, you, you know who I'm rooting OKC. for? Who coach AC? OKC? Um, <clears throat> uh, Dagnall. Yeah, whoever that is, he got to be. His, <laughs> whoever he is, he's got to be coach of the year. I got him over there. I got him up there. and I, But I'm rooting for uh, Jamal. Jamal Mosley. Where he at? Orlando. Ah, that's a good pick, yeah, too. Yeah. If they made the playoffs, he got to get it because they wasn't even supposed to be in that conversation. Right, right. I'm rooting for him. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an outside chance. So, Missoula's not in the... Nah. Not in mine. You the, how you how? I will they put... The best I will team put, with great expectations. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't always just go off of just record. I, I will put uh, Chris Finch in there, Timberwolves. Ah, that's you a good know. pick, too. That's a real good pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great pick, actually. Uh, the only reason why I, I bring up Missoula is because it's his second full year yeah. as as coach. I know the Boston Celtics are great. They're expected to win a title. But as we can see, over in L.A., expectations don't mean <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Nick Nurse got to be in that conversation, too, then. Yeah. Word. Yeah, but I think hey, listen. All that talk about the Lakers, I think when the, when the chips come on the, on the table and if they get into the playoffs, they're gonna be hard out. 
just like they were last year. Yeah, they're going to be. Totally. I think they got one of those rosters that's built for the playoffs. They're not one of those. They're not super deep. They don't have a bunch of young guys. Like teams like OKC and Sacramento, they built for the regular season. The Lakers is built for the for playoffs. For the grind that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When you got a day off in between games, or you get a better version of Brown where he really locked in. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Lakers would be tough. Got you. And that ends the first quarter. We're heading into the second quarter. Trade deadline is right around the corner. Uh, this is your wheelhouse, right? So, what do you expect? Come I mean, I think the line. Knicks already made a good move. Grabbing OG was a great move. I wish the Sixers would have grabbed him. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and you also you say you mm -hmm. want to address what me and Rand said last week. Cause we, oh, Rand said something about it being a lateral move, OG right. and I, RJ I, Barrett. I, yeah. And I think it was more because I think RJ averaged like 17, 18 points a game. But I think OG is one of those guys where when you're building a contender, he fits. It don't matter what, whatever the Knicks, they still need to make another move. So they're going to need to grab a superstar, right? Mm -hmm. And when they go grab that superstar, OG fits. Right. RJ Barrett wouldn't have fit next to if they go grab another piece because he needs the basketball. He's more of a one-on-one -on -one player. OG fit next to anybody. OG right. fits better if they go get Mitchell. If they go get any, whoever the next piece is, OG going for When you go build your championship roster, you need an OG on your roster. Right. You know what I mean? And he he fits. He's a versatile defender. He can shoot the three. He can go get his butt own bucket. Mm -hmm. And he can and he plays above the rim. Like he's af more athletic than what you expected him to be. Like right. he's a So he's, he's, you 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 like him to be a better overall player than He's a better overall player in regards to like when you run line the stats up, they're probably similar in regards to their yeah. points per game and all that stuff. But in regards to fit and if you're trying to win a championship, you need an OG rather than the RJ. I agree. So what do you got as far as the Lakers go? They got to do it. I mean, and I heard they was uh, reluctant to go get Zach Levine because of the contract. Mm -hmm. He got that big contract. But I think Zach fits in regards to, I think they missing that firecracker, right? That mm -hmm. guy who can go get you 30. When it's not Brian or AD, that other guy who can go crazy. And that's what they missing. They missing that guy that you scared to leave. They don't have anybody else on the team that if they open in the corner and you miss a rotation, you're like, oh shit. You're not thinking that. You're like, Not even Reeves. Not even Reeves. Like, even if you leave him, you're like, all right, fuck, we <laughs> fucked up, but all right, cool. You know, turn and rebound. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have nobody else that strikes any fear into the other team. Like, there's nobody that you got to put a scouting report on outside of Brian and AD. You go grab Zach, or they need to grab somebody. OG would have been great, but if they grab Zach, I, that's who I would target. What about Unle DeRozan? Only thing I worry about, and I like DeRozan, and, and maybe I'm just wrong, because I was wrong about them when they grabbed Westbrook. So, I think in regards to DeRozan, I'm like, he don't stretch the floor. Mm. He don't shoot the three, but DeRozan is a bucket. Mm -hmm. And he can shoot the basketball. It's not like you can just leave him wide open. Right, he can right. still shoot the ball, mm. and he can get his own bucket, and he can play in the pick and roll. If you can grab DeRozan and attach Caruso to it, I do it. I heard they're trying to keep Caruso, though. The boys? I yeah. did, too. That's a good piece. It's 3D but they try, They might blow up the team, but he might be the one that stays. Out. They should blow up the team, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's done over there. Whatever they be, try to make happen over there ain't happening. They should give the big who was the big name? Uh Nerd, nah, who they got at the no, five? No, no. Uh oh, man. Zukovic. Vucevic. Yeah, yeah, Vucevic. Yeah, okay. They should be moving him. They should be moving <laughs> yo, the Rosen. Vucevic is nerdy. It's, <laughs> right. it's all yo catching confusing sometimes. I mean, they they the same damn person. They should be getting rid of all them boys. 
They should be getting rid of all that. Edit that young they gonna have me looking dumb in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, because it's, it's a few of them. Right, <laughs> what these right. bitches want from a bitches. Anybody, any any other moves? What what does Philly do? What does well, Miami Siakam. do? I think Siakam is well, the, the perfect fit think, for them. You think? Cause because I had Siakam, Siakam going to either Atlanta or Golden State. Oh, Atlanta! Oh, I heard them. I heard the Sixers was interested in their guard, the kid they got for Atlanta at the two spot. Yeah, with the Javante Murray. Yeah, I heard the, the Lakers wanted him. Yeah, I saw that too. So I mean, if they trying to move him, that means they trying to open the roster up. They, yeah. they giving up. But see, I say Siakam for the for the Sixers because Siakam could play the four for you because mm-hmm. you already got a big. Mm-hmm. And that makes you super versatile on the defensive end. Yeah. And Siakam can shoot the basketball. He can get his own bucket. Now you become a great defensive team because now you got the, all this versatility. I think he fits. And he doesn't he doesn't move Maxi off the basketball. Maxi can still be great and B can still be him. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I would worry about is how does it affect Harris? Because is he it, is he even is he in the trade? Like is he? No, nah, I think you got the money because you got you had to take on money for that uh for the Harden trade, so you can move Mars. Uh, who the other boy they got? Batum. They, they got money on. They got dead money on their on their books that they, they can trade. Keep, they keep Harris. They keep Ubre. I'm keeping all that. I'm moving the money. A couple a pick. You grab Siakam. The Sixers right in the conversation. Yeah, they might they might get out. That's a 20 points per game score who plays defense. They yeah. get out. You put him at the four, they should they they should be your favorites to get out. Cause they match up with everybody. Yeah. And they got they will have the best player in the conference. I still got Boston. No. I still got Boston. No. You think that they would you think that Boston would beat them with Siakam? Yes. With Ooh. the bet the, so you saying when you go into a series, right? And 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 the, and the rosters is evened out, right? It would be very close roster wise, right? It's gonna come down to who got the best player. We got the best player, and on not only do we have the best player, we got a player you can't match up with. That means that you gotta double this guy. You have to double and beat because you don't match up with him. I Philly gotta get out of there. It it's only beat if they don't get out. It was the same way it wasn't. last year. It wasn't. It was. They were even. Boston matched. was better. Boston was better. Embiid was the MVP of the league. He, he was, was the, best player, the best player, but Boston the was the better team. And they lost because Embiid locked up. And Harden locked up. They both folded. Boston was the better basketball team. They should have lost. Boston was the better team. Walking into that series, Boston was a clear favorite. And B was the better player. He was the best player on the Boston floor. Boston was better the than clear favorites. I think he was the best player on the floor, but I think Boston was the better team. And we're we're looking at a Harden that was on paper is James Harden, but that wasn't him. Uh, he sure looked like that in 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 the odd number of games. He yeah, sure, a couple he, games, but <laughs> he did his part. Yo, I'm not a Harden guy. Harden got you game one. Harden got you game five. He did his job. It, I, I agree with you. That's on NB. Game six in Philly, yeah, your superstar brings it home. Yeah, That's just what it is. That's just your, your job. And he I'm ain't a, bring it home. I agree because I'm a guy that if you give me a valiant effort and you lose, I'm gonna be like, all right. You did, you know what I mean. Which yeah, what more word. do you want him to do? He did drop the ball, but I think that they were a better team. I think Boston, that Boston was, yeah, Boston was the better team. I'm fine with that, yeah. but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, mm. you know, you're they're the better team. I got the MVP and the clear cut best player on the floor, so that narrows the gap. 
that evens things out. But a we bit. seen that many times where where Brown was the best player, by the other team was just way better, and it didn't matter. That Boston was not way better. They were significantly they were better than the better. Golden State. 76ers. Golden State twenty sixteen. Golden State twenty seventeen with Durant was way better. Right, go to Golden than go, Golden State when uh, before he, the first chip. They were they weren't way better, but they were better than Cleveland, and they lost that's in LeBron, saying. and that was maybe the best version of LeBron we got. Like he was her, that's what that I'm he saying. was a monster, and that wasn't nearly enough to knock them boys off. You can have the best player, but if they got the best team, yeah. it's hard to you, you're not knocking in seven game series. That's what seven that game series is built for. Was the triple double right? Was it? No, no, no. That's the year he was. That's what that year was Iggy when, got it. He averaged yeah. like. 38 a game that series where he went well, crazy. That wasn't the yeah, one when they he lost. Said, he, he, he didn't shoot they, a great. They, he didn't shoot oh, no, a no. He, he averaged it in the one they won. No, nah, the one they the one they lost. I think the one they lost when the first year KD okay. got there. Okay. Yeah. Because I know the first year uh, Kyrie went out after game one. Right. Then um, Love was out before Love, the finals even started. Oh, okay. I yeah. knew that they were both out. Yeah. They, yeah he yeah. had to, he, you know, he, tore his he went to war with Delhi. <laughs> with the Come war on. with Delhi. Bro, he, he, he pushed him. Yeah, my guy showing but, up to a to a gunfight with a pocket knife <laughs> and get criticized. Definitely, definitely. but hey, that's another Sixers grab Siakam. Yeah, they get out. They supposed to get out. We we find out about Embiid. That's what we do. We found out about Embiid last year. Nah. I don't, I don't hold that we on. Found out about him last year. You got a game six to close out at your crib. Y'all full, y'all lost that. Then you got a game seven. Okay, you got another chance to close out and go. Y'all, y'all, y'all folded. Y'all turned in the Lord chairs. They folded. They getting out. I still this think Boston was better, guy, but they folded. It's coming from a guy who I've been saying Siakam is a great player, and you've been you've been refuting that for years. I mean, I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a good player. I think he'd be a great piece on that team. But Siakam's not a one. He's more like a two, three. That was that was never the. That's argument. not a great player. Two, three ain't a great player. He is a, he's, he's a fringe all star. No, he's actually an all star. He's been an all star, but he's. I mean, he makes the all star. Doesn't make the all star. You ain't yeah, like, like he's on like he's on the. I'm, I'm saying he that on a yearly basis, like he can he make it or he cannot yeah, make yeah. it, and you ain't arguing either way. What about uh, Buddy Hill to Memphis? Ain't it too late for them to be trying? No, to add? I don't. I don't think. No, I think they think they got a legit shot to 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 get into the play in, make noise, and get into the playoffs. And I don't really blame them for thinking that. I don't see the path. You get in, you going. You got. You got to go play in. You get play in. That means you a seven eight seed. You got to see. Denver or or you gotta see when you let's, going, let's, you going let's home. Say, let's say let's say Minnesota and, and ah, OKC Minnesota, yeah. stay at one and two. You got a legit shot to knock them off. Ain't nobody really believing in them yet. They look legit, but it's just like Sacramento last year. You kept telling me they the three C B B. It don't mean nothing. They gonna right. see somebody. They gonna knock them off in the first round. And you was right. What if Memphis after you know they they got wild chips on their shoulder. They hate. They hate a few teams. They they feel like they got job back, and they feel like on most nights, Jaw's the best player on the floor. They starting to get a rhythm. They starting to get a groove. Say if everybody stay healthy. Say they they win the next twenty of the next thirty games or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I agree with that. 
So you you think do you so with that being said, with them seemingly having a chance to still make noise, what's out there for them? I mean, like he said, Buddy Hill was, I mean, anytime you can add shooting, ain't everybody wants shooting. Yeah. Buddy Hill been su- supposed to have been on the move for three years. Now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that guy ain't going nowhere, man. I was so sick of hearing about Buddy Hill. Like we've been talking about Buddy Hill for a while. They should have been moving though. Like he they got so many guards down there. Like he just taking minutes away from the young boys. <laughs> for real, they might as well let him go to a contender. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but it's like, man, you hear these, you hear Buddy Hill in trade talks all the time, and it winds up being nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. And with that, we are headed into halftime. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Uh, this is halftime, and halftime is sponsored by, if you know, you know, Trivia Game. This is a trivia game uh, created by a great friend of mine and, uh, Friend to the show, Saquon Gallette, uh, if you know, you know, is a 90s to 2020s hip-hop and R&B trivia game. It's created by Saquon Gallette, as I said, a Star Corner production, Star Corner Games. And it's the game you never knew you needed. Guaranteed to have you singing, dancing, laughing, and reminiscing. You'll probably learn something, too, in the most fun way ever. It's for ages 13 and up. Because, you know, with hip-hop, we have explicit <laughs> we have explicit lyrics. But, yeah, if you know, you know, trivia game, uh, get it on Amazon and wherever uh, games are sold. That is our halftime sponsor. And we are back. This is High IQ Basketball with Brian Isley and Raymond Bird with special guest Saquon Gallette. We are heading into quarter number three. Shaq's jersey is getting retired in Orlando. Uh, it's a bit overdue, if you ask me. Right. Um, I agree. I think it's February 13th where he gets it retired. Do you think there are other Orlando Magic players worthy of having their jersey retired? That's question number one. And question number two, rising star Pablo Boncaro, is, is he, could he be on pace to be one of the great Orlando Magic players to get his jersey retired one day, if he stays? Well, first, I think it's just my bias. But I feel like Penny, they should retire Penny's number. All right, I agree. Even though, you you know, you could argue Tracy McGrady too. Mac Warden number two. You know yeah. what I mean? But I feel like, man, the... the I think that Penny was Penny and Shaq were came out of time when they kind of made Orlando relevant to the point that we still look at them as a viable team today. Like the 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 franchise Orlando is viable because of Shaq and Penny. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like maybe like I said maybe it's my bias but uh Penny definitely. Penny? Mhm. What about Dwight? Oh. Yeah, I mean Dwight, I think Dwight's Dwight's a Hall of Famer like he one of the greatest players I ever played, if you ask me, especially when he was on that that run. You yeah. Know, come on. I mean, we we forget about Dwight. He, no, he stayed no. too long. The 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 casuals yeah. forget about Dwight. Dwight was special. Yeah, my man, he stained his he stained his. And we dog. ain't talking about <laughs> we talking about hoops. <laughs> that was weeks ago. My man stained his. We ain't talking about we talking about basketball. Back of his car. That happened like two now. weeks ago though. We talking about <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, when I think of Dwight, I can't help but to think of that. I'm That's so crazy. Sorry. Cause I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think about four defensive player of the years. I think about dragging a a a middling team to the to the NBA finals. I think about Olympic gold medalists. I think about almost twenty thousand points, ten thousand yeah, no, rebounds. I, mean, I think about that. <clears throat> I feel like I feel like he he we were other than <laughs> other than that we we remember Dwight for like the the issues the Houston years and you know stuff like that when really that time in Orlando was all time great. Right, it's unfortunate. Yeah, there there are a few s- s- stains that other than that. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> fallout with Kobe. The fallout with Kobe like that, was wild. Yeah. Like I was at a point where because I'm a Lakers fan, I'm a Kobe, I'm a super ultimate Kobe fan and you know I was taking sides I thought Dwight wasn't playing the way he was supposed to be playing Kobe was going all crazy uh, year what 13 14 or 15 averaging 27 points per game when he shouldn't have to wind up tearing his Achilles and all that they end up losing in in the first round (sighs) when they had a super team put together although Nash was you know, Nash wasn't Nash at that point, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to back to Shaq. Yeah, Shaq definitely well deserving of getting his jersey retired in Orlando. I do agree with you thinking Penny should get his jersey retired too. Although Mac won two scoring titles in that same number, but it was a lackluster team. Never got out of the first round. So if I had to choose between the two, I'm definitely choosing. Choosing Penny, and I think Dwight should get his number retired in Orlando yeah. as well. Um, that shouldn't even be an argument. Anybody that argues that is absolutely crazy. Right, right. Shaq shouldn't have his jersey retired down there. <laughs> <laughs> what? He left the franchise high and dry. He gave him four years. That ain't enough. Dwight should. I wasn't even thinking about Dwight. Dwight should have his jersey retired. Penny shouldn't. Mac should. I'm a Mac guy, and you got to choose between Mac and Penny. Mac was a better basketball player when he played for Orlando. For, even though they had a middling team, Mac was arguably, you could argue Mac was the best, outside of Shaq, he was the best player in the league during that 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 stretch of basketball. I can Orlando. argue that, but you could argue that Ooh. Penny was the best player in the league. In the league? Yes. He with Shaq. Yeah. Oh, you say, all right, minus Shaq. I know. You think so? Yeah, I said Mac you could was, argue it. Mac was that guy. Mac was no, he up was. 35 a I, night. I, I, and they I had, had those a $260 Bentley. authentic T-Mac jersey back then. You know what right. I mean? So, I yeah. I, <laughs> Mac, you know Mac, my guy. Yeah. T- Mac shouldn't have his, retire- his jersey retired there. Penny shouldn't either. Neither should Shaq. It's Dwight. Ain't, they ain't do enough for the organization. Now, as, as players, full body of work, Shaq should. Shaq is one of the greatest players ever played a game. So, I get... Why did the thought process would be that since he donned that uniform that it should be, but he ain't do enough Where, for that franchise. I okay. think he did. My next question, since you're saying Shaq shouldn't get his jersey retired in Orlando, I disagree, but okay. Uh, Shaq got his jersey retired in L.A. He's getting it retired in Orlando. Is there any other spots? For Shaq? No. I don't think Not so. Not Miami? Man, he won a chip there, but no. He I was, was he there for three years, Miami. two years? That- I think that Orlando, I, because again, Orlando was an expansion team, bro. Like, but you, are you looking at Shaq's, if Shaq, like let's say, let's, let's say Shaq left Orlando and that was the high point of his career. Let's say he go to our 
L.A. and he has a lackluster career from that point on. Would you still be looking at it as Shaq should have his jersey retired for Orlando? I think you're looking at his full body of work that which became Shaq, the, the four-time champion and all those things. Right. Just partially, those four years in Orlando, to me, I don't think he, he did enough. Partially, I do. Under, I understand that. And I agree. But I also... Shaq was a phenom coming out of LSU. Facts. Came to Orlando, an expansion team. Made them something that... they There were Orlando jerseys all across the country because of Shaq and Penny. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, what they did for the franchise, on top of them being great players, says to me... You you are in the Orlando Magic legendary lore. So you will I, never think about the Orlando Magic and not think about Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway. The way that you just put it, then, so you, I'm assuming that you feel like Bron should have his his jersey retired with L.A. Lakers. Then, with that same premise, I, I, like you got, I mean, you got to feel I think the same he's way. on. I think he's on the verge for L.A. Mm. now. I feel like the the. Like I, you know, I'm a LeBron fan, right? So I'm a Laker fan right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, both as well. So, both so, but the the a lot of those old, you know, Laker fans will have a problem with that. Uh, and I understand. I like, but the way you eloquently said, explain why you think Shaq should. Bro, I got that same argument, right? right? But he, you, he but, saved but again, the franchise. You're talk, but you're talking about a franchise with <clears throat> when he came with the had 16 championships. 16 he had 16 championships. Orlando but they was were a, down and out. They were yeah, yeah, yeah. expansion brought, team no, no, level. He brought them back up. But they Orlando expansion team level. They they missed the playoffs five <laughs> straight years. Five Kobe straight years. They were bad they had a year team. where they won like 17 games. Like Lakers was down and out, and they had no no path to getting back. It was no longer a destination. It became a destination again when Bron got there. Now it's, oh, it's okay to go to L.A. now because Bron and fixed it. Uh-uh. They had no path to getting back to the Los Angeles Lakers. The, and Bron came and saved the franchise. Brought him a chip. The I- Orlando Magic <laughs> were an expansion team. They had no history, no nothing, no titles, so no, sure, no sure. relevance. Abdul no Rahim have his jersey retired with the Memphis no, Grizzlies? No, because the Vancouver, they were, they were still so damn bad, they had to leave Vancouver and go to Memphis. They made the playoffs in Vancouver. No, with Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Yeah, that was, they were in that Memphis. That was one of my guys, though. That was Vancouver. I like that. With Shane Battier, they were in Vancouver. But no. But I, I feel like you you... Well, there was no uh, little Sharif doll. You know why? <laughs> because these guys were, they made that team relevant, bro. I'm telling you, like, to this day. To this day. When to you me, think of Orlando. Shaq left them high and dry. And you gave had, four and left you them. forgot about Dwight Howard, who was an all-time great player. Right. By you, Nobody can argue that. They had T-Mac. They had, even though he was hurt a lot of the time, Grant Hill, mm-hmm. all of these people. When you think of Orlando, 30 years later, Shaq and Penny. Absolutely. I'm not going to dispute that. I just don't feel like in regards to when you have your jersey retired, it's got to come with certain things have had to be accomplished. And it's not necessarily just a championship. you got to mean something to that organization. I understand your argument, and I'm not really arguing against it, but I don't feel like in Shaq's four years or how many years he was there, I don't feel like he did enough. To have that jersey retired. I feel like when you compare his resume at Orlando with Dwight, Dwight did a lot more for the organization. Absolutely. He, he should be retired. The, 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 his best years 
of his career were in I'm Orlando. Sure, I'm sure Shaq's will best be. years were in L.A. I'm sure Dwight's how Dwight's jersey will be retired. Shaq is older, you know. You you got to let that play out. Right. But I I feel like Shaq is very deserving of it. I th- I mean, like I said, I feel like yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. I think and I get looking your at argument. the full body of work. Yeah, yeah, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal full body of work. Mm-hmm. That's why we're I mean, retiring. I, but that, that I think that that you know that comes into play because not when it was because it, if not, Shaq if I, has if stayed, I own the Orlando Magic. I'm not retiring, Shaq. You, okay. you left me high and dry. You thought we wasn't good enough. All right, that's personal. That ain't got shit that's to do personal. with Shaq. That's not personal. It happened. That, that ain't got nothing to do with what Shaq did when he was in Orlando. Shaq should have his jersey retired. Shaq was uh, the number one overall draft pick. He lived up to the hype. He was rookie of the year. Year three of Shaq's tenure in Orlando, they got to the NBA Finals. Year four, yeah, they got swept by the Bulls, but it was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, from year two on until Shaq departed, they were championship contenders. You can't say the same for Dwight Howard. Uh, they were, I mean, I don't know about all that, but Dwight got to the finals. Dwight, Dwight had success in the, in the playoffs with Orlando. He got a better body of work in LA, in, in Orlando, than Shaq do. His, like I said, his best years of his career were in Orlando. I'm it not, doesn't compare. I'm not. I'm not. Shaq even, had I'm a not. much better overall career. I, I mean, no question there. But at Orlando, it's Dwight. Dwight is the best player ever done that uniform. I'm not even. I'm not even comparing. I'm not even comparing the two. Saying one shouldn't get it and one should. I'm saying both of them should be. I just don't think That's Shaq gave me enough in the, in that uniform for me to retire his job. And I'm saying that everything else kind of offsets that. He did. He did live up to the hype. He did play absolutely great basketball, and then set this franchise up for the next thirty years. That's how I feel. They came. They came early enough into Orlando and completely changed it. Like everybody to this day, you can wear a Magic jersey and feel cool because of them. So you're talking about from an impactful standpoint, and from as far as. Um... A legacy. Yeah, 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 like absolutely. Just, just creating, just creating a a model for the for the Orlando right, right, Magic. right. On top of playing well. On top of playing yeah, great. Yeah, 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 exactly. On top of play- so yeah, he he brought that. So I feel like it's like what you mean to the franchise. Like most, and, and a lot of the teams that are, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics, the players that they retire. Of course, they're great players, but it's what they meant to the yeah. franchise. You know what I mean? And I think what what Shaq and Penny mean to Orlando is everything. Yeah, right now, it's great as Dwight was, and I I love Dwight. I'm always an advocate for Dwight Howard to to get in the Hall of Fame, to be top 75, Mm -hmm. to have his jersey retire in Orlando as well. Um, I I believe Shaq is still, to this day, more beloved in Orlando than Dwight Howard, even though he left. Right. I think he's... It just took some time. They had to get over it. It's like a breakup. You know what I, I mean? I don't think Nick Anderson's still over it. I don't think he's over it. I don't think he ever going to get over it. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, yay to me, yay to you, nay. Facts, nay. Well, retired, that's gonna, get that thing retired in L.A. That's gonna, little, he shot. already got it retired in L.A. That's going to be a hot take, boy. That 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 clip's going to go viral. <laughs> Raymond Bird said Shaq's jersey should be retired in Orlando. Orlando. That's in Orlando. wild crazy. Uh, quarter number four, gentlemen, Darmin Ham is uh, getting a lot of criticism. 
Adrian Griffin in Milwaukee has been getting criticism as well. Black coaches in the NBA, black coaches in sports, they're shorter margin for error, like shorter leash. Absolutely. And I don't see how there's any talk. Even Stephen A., I got to criticize him, which I, I, you know, I haven't all the way forgiven Stephen A. yet anyway. Not that he cares, but how <laughs> how can you... Stephen A. throwing what I feel like is throwing fuel on a fire, saying that he can he can be fired because of their defensive play when they still got one of the best records in the league. So if you have one of the best records in the league, you you lose a you lose most of your games to uh, Indiana, but everybody else you completely trash. Right? Okay. We still have one of the best records. We've gone through some defensive struggles. Let us figure it out while we have one of the best records in the league. How can you fire that coach? Yeah. Why uh, is that even a talking point? Right. Like with Budenhauser, right? Like he had a, they had the best record in the league last year, and he lost his job. I think sometimes certain jobs, the expectations are super high. It's championship robust down there, right? You go out and go get Dame. It's got to be a championship robust. And when they see some kinks in the armor and you don't look, you don't look the part. That's what comes along with it. Like we seen, uh, forget the guy's name, where uh, they were down there in Cleveland with Brown, David Black. David Black. They had got to the NBA Finals. He got fired. He was he, <clears throat> he had the best record in the conference at the time. Right. He got, got fired. fired because we looking at you like, yo, we don't think you can get us over the hump. And I think they looking at him like he can't get them over the hump. But I like overall, I do agree with you. I, I agree with the direction he was going in. I think black coaches are held to a super crazy high standard. And when they do get like we only use they usually don't even get the get the Milwaukee jobs. Usually get the the job like the Orlando Magic where the expectations are super low. You don't get the championship or bust situation like he got. And, you know, like, no, but I think when you do get those jobs, that's what comes along with it. It is like... Before but, the All-Star break, though? I mean, his job shouldn't be online. He should be able to see this thing all the way through. But I get it because they looking at you like... It was supposed to be it's championship or bust, and right. we looking at we don't the expectations right now. I don't think many people are feeling like Milwaukee's getting out of the East, even right. being the two seed in the East right now. And even with being the two seed, I think they looking at him like, oh, you you might be a step below uh, Boston, and they are. If, if Sixers go do something, you might be a, you might be a step behind them. And we our expectations is we went out and got Dame, right. just to go bring this whole thing home. Right, and right, if right. you don't get it done. You know, you gonna be the one who gets your head chopped off. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know that 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 comes with those with those expectations. I mean, you but but I feel like you gotta, you know, uh, we've seen so many of those teams that were good go through stretches where they had to figure it out. They get to grow with it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they ain't letting him grow, right? Right. They let right. what's the Steve Nash? They let him grow down there. Oh, well, he didn't even deserve it. They oh. let him grow. They let him go through a year or two coming up short before they actually pulled the plug on it. So I, I I agree with you, and yeah. black coaches across the board, basketball, football, they always, they usually don't give you that job. You don't start there. You don't get that job. You get the the job where you're supposed to suck, and when you go there <laughs> and you suck, you get fired because you suck. Right, right, right. Uh, Darvin Ham in L.A. It, the criticism is is warranted. I think it's uh, it's X and O's. I mean, even though last year. 
they, they he got more out of it than what you expected, right? They got to the conference finals, and now you walk into the year and like, all right, we improved the roster. Supposed to we supposed to be competing for a champion. Anytime you got LeBron, it is compete for a championship, right? Mm-hmm. And but I think his issue ain't just wins and losses. I think it's, yo your rotations is all over the place. You is X and O's thing. Like I think that that's what people are looking at. Are you a good coach? Or are you a good enough <laughs> coach to win us a championship? I don't think it got nothing to do with him being a black coach or or whatever. I think it's got something that we people looking at him like, are you good enough to get the job done? Is he? I don't know. Like he did a adequate job last year, right? They got to the conference finals from the playing situation. Like, and they weren't expected to do that. But then I look at him this year, and even last year, I mean, we would go back and forth every time, like, bro, what is you doing? It's a it's the obvious. This guy shouldn't be in the line. Like you shouldn't be no. playing Patrick Beverly and and who who was that and Dennis Schroeder together. Like no Jeez. nobody would do that. But but you're doing bro, it. Like he I sometimes put, puts groups of guys together. It's like bro, what are you? Why do you have Vandy and Cam Reddish and in your Cam. starting lineup when you they right. both averaging five points a game? You know what I mean? It's like something don't one make of them sense. Knock down a corner three. <laughs> Like right. you got two, you got this guy in this corner, this guy in that corner, and neither one of them can knock down a corner three. Like, like he be doing ahead? stuff sometimes. Like, all right, you got um, it's the boy name um, D'Lo. D'Lo. Like, I don't know. It's just certain time when he got guy. You got Reeves. Like, you we don't have the luxury of having Reeves <laughs> coming off. The, we don't have that kind of team. <laughs> we need all the points we can get. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of playing him 20 minutes. Like, he got to play 30-plus minutes, but... I think it's crazy that you can say, what's the Bulls' name? And I can just name him. I do not know. So I ain't want to say White Bull. You know what I mean? I, I was going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think some Reeves. That's a while. I think his X's and O's be all over the place sometimes. I don't think he has X's and O's. I don't think he's a great coach. But sometimes, you know, you're a motivator, right? And he hard knows. Like he when you ain't supposed to believe, he wanna know people that can make you believe. Like let's let's run through this wall. That's you know, right. Come together. Like he's one of those kind of guys. He and Antonio Pierce are the same person. I think Antonio Pierce is a little better than him, but I, I I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of that hire. But I was like, okay, I've been wrong before. Maybe maybe he's gonna do something that shows me why he got hired. I don't think that he's shown me yet at all. At all. I don't think he's a. I, mean, I don't like with the roster, like small stuff. That's you know we fans. We we watch him from from behind the screen. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't be looking and say Dennis Schroeder and. Which we call it should be playing together, and you you should know that because this is what you do all day. This right. is you know what I mean. You yeah, always kind of think like maybe maybe there's something else to it, right? You know, I mean we we we're fans, but we're also fans of nuance. We're fans of the game. We're fans of the ins and outs of it. So we ain't just watching, just be watching. We watching to see that type of stuff and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right. I think he'd be. <laughs> Throwing shit at the wall, like I'm just. <laughs> you know, if it work, I'm gonna look like yo. If they if they play well together, you know, I'm gonna right. look like a genius, and y'all all wrong. WCW Halloween Havoc, spin the wheel, <laughs> spin the wheel, make the deal. Remember the match? Yeah. <laughs> like go, go, yo. What are we doing out here? Yeah, I'm not a big Darvin Ham guy. Bro. Uh, but there are, you know, Monty and, and Detroit. 
struggling? Is he is he going to be able to finish out the year? I think you stuck with him. You gave that dude a seven year contract. You gave him a league. You gave him a player contract. The facts. <laughs> you gotta rock with him at least. You got at least him two three. He's done a shitty job. Shitty job. I don't care how bad that team is. You don't lose twenty years straight. You don't lose twenty. Is it? Is it? I, I could go coach an NBA team. It's going <laughs> hard for me to lose 28 straight, baby. <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to lose 28 straight. That's a lot. In a yeah. league where some nights you, you didn't, I, I'm guaranteeing that 28 game straight, they didn't call people on back to backs. You didn't call people flying from LA back over here and you still losing? Nah, he's, I don't know. Mm, that's I don't tough, know. man. That's tough. I like, I like Monty. I do too. And I think he did a tremendous job in building the Phoenix Suns up. They made a mistake. He should still be there. I believe that. Right. They, they should. He should still be there. They should have never blown up that 2021 roster. I get why you do it, though. When you think you close and, and you got a, a KD move, who doesn't make the move? You know what but I mean? I'm saying, and much of a fan, of, I'm not a KD guy, but you tell I own an organization and I'm right here and I got Devin Booker and I'm like, I can put KD next to him? I'm probably doing. What I'm saying, they was making moves before. That, though. <laughs> they was making moves before, you know, because KD was what the end of uh, 22, 20, 23. They kept the roster. They came up short the next year. They got to the finals. Came up short the next year. Got knocked off with the first round and second round of Dallas. Yeah, they got knocked off by Dallas. They came back the next year and they got off to that slow start where you they look like are you plateaued? You got to the finals and that was kind of it, y'all. Y'all done plateaued. I get the KD move. I I would have done it too. Like you tell me, I'm I'm right here and I can piece KD next to book. I'm doing it. I I I agree, but I feel like we KD on he. First of all, we all know he he's great. Mm -hmm. On paper, it's okay. KD is the right move, but it never really works out. Never. It only worked out in. Golden State, and that was already working out. It was already done. The work, <laughs> you know what done. I mean. <laughs> All he had to do was come and form the head make of Exodia, or make some shots. And, and right. But yeah. I'm telling Brad, the Bradley Bill move looked like it looked like it looked look like it's not working out, right? Right. I would have done that too. Like you tell me, I could put Bradley Bill, KD, and and book on the same team with the Nets. I'm doing that too. You tell me, I can put together. Vol I can put together Voltron. I'm doing well, it too. In in his defense, he said it wasn't going to work. From I day said one. it. From oh, you did. As soon as it happened, <laughs> I said it's not going to work. I was he hoping did. it didn't work. I was hoping it didn't work. I was hoping it didn't work. But he said it. He said it's, but it's not going to work. Yo, Westbrook to LA. I'm doing it. You tell me You tell me I can go form Voltron and I can cheat and, well, listen, and, and win it. And, and, I'm doing it. And I got killed. I got killed for that because I know, said you got killed because yeah. people want to see Bron lose, and they thought that was going to be the team that stopped Bron from winning. So that's why you got killed. Listen, yeah, I dig that. That's true. Oh, which one? Which one? Either uh, the Westbrook or the? Uh, no, the, to the, to the. I said Brooklyn? that was. I said Westbrook to the Lakers wasn't going to work. I said KD Harden and and Kyrie wasn't going to work. You definitely Brooklyn. said, yeah. I, remember. I thought Westbrook was going to work. I thought that was the counter. Listen. The Monstars took Westbrook's skills when he was in LA. That was the only problem. Like other than that, that I would have did it too. Yo, it looked like when the Nets grabbed Harden, I was like, yo, what? Do you, the only way you can compete with that is to go grab Westbrook. That's the only way. Listen, and 
Yo, he came None of there. it worked. Westbrook <laughs> looked like, yo, Westbrook. I told you the Monstars took his, uh. None of it worked. Uh, that, did he wear number zero in LA? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. It's telling. <laughs> there you tell. That that is the end of the fourth quarter, and now we are heading into OT. Uh, I know every everyone in here except Neil <laughs> has seen <laughs> the uh, uh, the Cat Williams interview on Club Shay Shay. A lot of things were said. A lot of it was true. I th- I, I, I'll go out on a limb and say 85% of it was true. 15 per- 15% of it was pure bullshit. Nah, <laughs> I would say 85% is true. 8, 9% embellished. And then some, some you know... Some outlandish yeah, yeah, nonsense, yeah. right? Uh, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of uh, feedback, a lot of reaction to it. People have taken offense to not only what Cat said, but Dan and Sharp for allowing Cat to actually say the things on his platform and to, you know, after all said and done, review it, it and everything, put it out. We've seen a case where the Drink Champs caught a lot of flack when they did the Kanye West interview and they put it out, they had to wind up taking it down, apologizing for it and stuff like that. I don't think Kat's interview was to that degree as far as anti-Semitic remarks and things of that nature, just crazy stuff that Kanye was saying. But Kat made a lot of noise, man. People are really heated. So I'll, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with Saquon. What would you take? On this Cat Williams interview, man, which is that almost like 20 million views Listen, in three man, days. I thought he said, he said, uh, you know, a lot of things. I felt like for the most part, he was being truthful, though. And, and I, I I know that I understand that, you know, his intent, it gets bigger than truth sometimes. His intent was true. Like he was. I feel like his intent was to clap back. What he uh, what he felt right. like was a clap back. He felt like I feel like he honestly felt slighted and just went in in ways that we don't see in Hollywood a lot of times. You see you see a lot of PC stuff, and he came with nope, you, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know we ate that up. We eat that kind of stuff up. Pause. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> this goes out to you. Yeah, you, and he started you. from the rip. Two rip. seconds in. No question asked or nothing. Ask no questions. This, all you had to do was rock like that boy talk. It Shannon was like was a three-hour special. That's what he, he's getting. Yeah. Three hours Netflix special for yeah, free. For free. Shannon that's was what uncomfortable. You like? Yeah, that's a great point. You that's like a three-hour special. Like, you you could watch that three hours and you were entertained. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, yeah. sometimes you watching the whole three hours or something. It's hard to watch right. something for three that hours. Is, that is true. That is not a big fat phase on live. <laughs> <laughs> and and not just three hours or something it's three hours of two people talking yeah that's very difficult to do right to entertain somebody for, for that long it was it was wow it was no lows right no, right exactly. entire interview no lows. exactly none Here, here's the thing right like if I go somewhere and I say, "Yo, I'm be- I'm better than you. You trash and 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 I dunked on you and I put forty on you in this," what you usually retort back by saying, 
I'm better than you, right? Or nah, that ain't true. I, that's cool. Let's find out. Me be over here and we we'll hoop over here. That always should be the case. Nobody retorted back when I'm better than you. I think they everybody he said something dirty about, they all know <laughs> at the end of the day, forget, you know, who rock with who, who's friends with who. I'm cat is better than me. That's what it comes, that's why he feel like that. He can I can say these type of things. And at the end of the day, when it comes to this mic in the stage, can't none of y'all see me. That what you, I agree with that. Nobody said anything. Usually when you piss people off, they I'm can't wait, you. cannot wait to say something back. And nobody, everybody's like, well, who, you said, you said, you said. But he gave a lot of flowers out too. So I felt like he it, definitely was, it was on it. <clears throat> That's why I felt true to me. It wasn't like he was just out there just to talk trash on people. He talked trash on the people that he felt like had done something to him and gave flowers to the to Apparently, the DL is untouchable. He's the untouchable hove. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know no DL slander will be tolerated. That's exactly what he said. And and me, like, over the years, you know, been in, been in stand-up, you hear who people love and who people don't and who people think it's funny and blah, 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 blah. You hear a lot from like the 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 consumer all DL ain't funny he trash all the, <laughs> see, I don't see what I mean I don't think he's not funny <laughs> you see what I mean I ain't spending but, no bread to go see DL but I understand as a comedian and as a consumer I understand the genius of DL Hughley which is why I get why Cat Williams said Ain't no DL slander gonna be tolerated. Even like you got you got at half of the kings of comedy. You got at Steve. You got at said. You gave your flowers to Bernie, and part of the reason because Bernie ain't here and Bernie can't really defend himself. He ain't got a voice no more. I get that, but DL still here. And the crazy thing about DL is you don't see said on the road no more. Steve quit a long time ago. DL still out here in these clubs grinding like a 365 day a year schedule. Mm. I think that's where the respect comes from Cat, like and, and DL are OG. So I'm I'm pretty sure DL then gave Cat some game and, and and all that stuff. Like I didn't know, like the way he gave DL his flowers was very refreshing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave me a new level. I always have respect for DL, but it gave me a new level of respect for DL too. And I got to finish his book too. Yeah. I got the book at the crib. I, I, I got to finish that. How is it? So far, so good. Yeah. 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 I'll, 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 I'll pass it off to you oh, that, when, when I get done. But uh, of course, you know, old contrarian over here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a cat guy. You know, cat top yeah. five dead or alive. Yeah, you know all mean? time, all time. You put, you know, we ain't too many people. Basic staging a mic can mess with the ball. Forget all the movies and the TVs. You that right there ain't too many can touch. Them. Okay, when well, we gonna get back to the to the to the interview, I wanna I wanna ask you both a question. Comedy is subjective, right? You are gonna have different opinions. I understand the genius of DL. I think you do too. But overall, he just doesn't make you laugh, right? Right. Okay, cool. We all can see. We can all see and hear the 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 nonstop laughter that Cat Williams gets every time he's on stage. He's he's certified 
bar none, one of the best to ever pick up a microphone and perform on stage. And we know that he's funnier than almost like, what, 90% of the game. Like, how come that doesn't translate into success comedy-wise? How come there's more comedians that's not as funny as Cat? Can't rock with him, can't follow him or nothing on stage. How come they're more successful? You in the game, right? Some of it I'm is, asking you, what's right, your opinion? Some of it is kissing the babies and playing the game, right? I think people like K Hart have mastered I know who to be friendly with. I know what I'm not allowed to say. Like, you know, it's it's you, you got to play the game. And Cat appears to be one of them people where I'm playing by my rules. I got my own standards. I got my own morals, and I ain't breaking these things for nobody. I agree. I, he he. Just, some people, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to go with the flow. And he don't. He don't go with I'm the flow. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel go, like for to have that mentality, flow. he's he's reached the heights. You know, I just think that he he will never. As long as he keeps this attitude, he'll never be the billion billion dollar cat. You know what I mean? Patrice O'Neal was the exact same way. Right, Straight right, anti-establishment. Right. I don't fuck with none of y'all. Right. And right, I'm right. funnier than all y'all. Right. He right. was, you talk about Cat, like he was on that order. Like, you trash. He will tell you to your face, <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> you are awful. You it, we heard the infamous story of Patrice O'Neal and Bill Burr and all them going to see Kevin Hart perform in New York, and they were throwing phone books at him. <laughs> Said, look in the phone, tell, start reading the phone book. That's better than the material you got. <laughs> That's what Patrice O'Neill was like. Right. Ain't none of y'all messing with me. And I ain't got to do none of this cornball shit y'all doing. Right. Cat, I and Cat referenced Patrice O'Neill in the interview as well. Um, like I don't Cat's a superstar. So we all see that he's extremely funny and one of the best around. And, and, and Kev is a, is a superstar, too. Once it gets to that level, isn't it about just who's funnier than who? I don't, it don't come to... Yo, you can hoot, right? And I cannot get along with you. You cannot like me. You can think I'm corny and, and this, this, and this, right? And y'all could be clicked up. He could be the cool boy. He could have all the nice clothes and all that. But... At the end of the day, when we go to the Elks and we on the court, it comes down to who can hoop, right? And Cat know that I can hoop and I can do this and you can't rock with me. So it's sometimes, very rarely, sometimes you can make it corporate, right? You know, Kevin Hart can respond by, you know, I can get on ESPN in between the game and commercial and talk crazy about you <laughs> and millions of people going to see this and they're going to laugh with me. That's, the, that's my response. But Cat, if, if somebody had done that, to Cat, Cat would have been like, yo, let's go grab a mic and find out who better. That would have been his response. And sometimes, like Cat said, yo, when we grab, sometimes we got to grab this mic and we got to stand up face to face and we got to get to it. Yeah. But the reaction, <clears throat> like, Kev, Kev got the, the corporate back and he can go to ESPN, get on there and, and, and talk his shit. The reaction was, what he said was trash. It was corny because, I mean, sometimes you see through it, right? And when mm -hmm. you see, like us, we see through it in regards to that's cool and you got your little platform. Like sometimes you sometimes you could be the Drake and right. I can be the the lower level rapper, right? Like pusher and I can body you, right? But you so big, you can push my shit to the side and you know, it never happened, right? But you don't get that, you don't get to that level without consumers 
thinking you're funny, right? So if we going so it, yeah, you can have all the backing in the world. We seeing people get a push. If 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 you get a push and and people don't rock with it, then they just don't rock with it. So the people, it's got to be a combination of the two, right? For Kevin, right? It's got yeah. I mean, Kevin's not. He's been funny, right? We've yeah. all backed him at some point right. in time, right? Right. I like Kevin Hart. I, I think that um, it's more, it's more like music. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 like he said, the marketing and the push and having them having a machine behind you changes everything for a large part of the population. Now, we feel like we on the ground. We kind of know what's going on. I could see through it. Okay. But a lot of these people are not. They see this guy's a super-duper star. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not really about what's real. Okay. Being real, being real is not always what matters. You know what I mean? Got you. you can't and being force, the funniest. You can't force them in the ring. Sometimes you can't force them in the ring. I'm so right. big, I can... Man, you too. You're not important enough. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not playing you one on one. You're nobody. I'm. Right. A, I'm on my way to the league, or I'm in yeah. school, and you. You in the hood, but he really might be better. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't want to got. You don't want to go see him one on one because yeah, he going to expose you. But you still. Man, I ain't got yeah. time for that. I'm, right. I'm, about, I'm about to go to school. I ain't yeah, playing yeah, you. Yeah. I dig that. That's what it is. Yeah. Favorite. Brush it off. <laughs> favorite cat moment in the interview. The part when he was like, "Yo, boy, boy," when he hit it with the boy, boy, and he got he got, he got Shane face off, and Shane backed up a little bit, like you know what yeah. I mean. He he was referencing to like the 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 machine versus talent. Yeah, y'all might be good on paper, but when we line up, boy, boy, when we line up, you know, what, you know what I mean. When we line up, you got to find out who who. And Shannon just was like. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite part? Man, I do not know. I know a couple of times he literally had me laughing out loud and I was watching it by myself. So I would probably say one of those, but I think the part that most stuck out to me was when he said his main goal in Hollywood was to maintain his virgin hole. <laughs> That's oh my God. Uh-huh. That's crazy. <laughs> that was absolutely my, my favorite part was when uh, he was talking about Steve Harvey. Oh, the man unit? He said, (laughs) yeah, he said he had a man unit. And then he said, Steve Harvey said he never wanted to be an actor. (laughs) No, you couldn't be an actor. (laughs) There are 30,000 scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them is asked for a country bumpkin (laughs) black dude who can't talk good. Oh, be (laughs) And and look like Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Bro, you told me about screaming. I was like, I, I, I had to watch that part. They, he said they got 20 million views. I had yo. to watch that part at least. <laughs> Listen, yo, Cat, yo, when I walked away after dinner, I'm like, yo, maybe, maybe he is a genius. Maybe his IQ really is 183 because <laughs> yo, you ain't got nothing written down. Like he ain't reading off no, like, yo, that thing was so smooth. That three hours was so smooth. And it wasn't like Shannon was walking him through it. Like, nah, I'm gonna walk you through how I want this joint to go. And <laughs> yeah. your questions is gonna be based upon what I'm saying. Yeah. For three hours. Yeah. Like, that's special. Yeah, definitely is. I, is it is it the greatest podcast episode? <laughs> I don't know. We might Can you top it? it? We might have to give it <laughs> some be time. Top? <laughs> because right now, it feels like it. Okay. I only say that to say, okay, all right. The 
the greatest interviews we've seen over the past, what, 10 years have all been linear radio. Like, The Breakfast Club mm-hmm. had the best interviews, like Birdman, Dame, mm-hmm. Lil Mama, Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, that cat interview tops all that to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Soldier Boy has some good uh, sound bites. But I Definitely think, some quotables. I think this one has, like... <laughs> Definitely, thirty like, and that's not even an exaggeration. Probably got like thirty sound bites from. Wow, quotable. You know what I mean? <laughs> even the knowledge he was dropping, I was like, "Bruh, some of the things that he said was like, mm-hmm. like he you can write do that with me. Like you got chill for a year. He got to be like Mike. Yeah, he can't got, do. He can't. He can't, can't do interviews can't, no more. Go, you can't go to drink champs and go do another one. You got to chill for a year. You know they calling him. Nah, everybody's calling. Everybody's calling. You can't take no more. And you got to chill. You can't top that. You know, drink champs calling him. You know, million dollars worth of game is calling him. You know, all all of them are 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 trying to get at him. Save it for the stage. Whatever you're gonna do following this, save it for the stage. He said he went on there without any intention of selling anything or promoting anything, but I find that odd and extremely convenient because he's starting a tour. The Dark Matter tour starts. I don't know if it already started, but if if it has, it's it about to. in February. Yeah, yeah. So was that? It was a lot of cap in that interview, by the way, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, it was. It was mashed up with so much entertainment and facts that it don't matter. It does. I, I believe that he can run a, a, a sub four three. I believe it. I don't care if he can or not. Here's, and I hope he can. Here's what makes it, here's what makes it great though, and this shows his genius as a comedian. As comedians, your your intent is to mix truth with a little bit of embellishment, mix it all together, and perform it. And that be your bit. He did that for, like you said, for three hours. It was a lot of truth. <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of embellishment, and it was a hell of a performance. But three, yo, but I can't, you know, I, I I'm a I'm a guy that calls it like I see it. A lot of bullshit in there. But yo, like, all right, you say three hours, right? How many times you 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 we do the show, right? And you you've done plenty of podcasts, right? And you get done on a topic, and you like. Damn, I wish I had said this. I wish, yeah, I don't think he walked away like I feel left nothing <laughs> out. Like, right. yo, he hit, I think he hit everything. Like, I don't think he walked away joint like, yo, I wish I had said, damn, I wish I had got at him or I yeah. wish I had said this. I think he hit everything he wanted to hit. Yeah, he 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 definitely did. That 3,000 book shit is. I don't think that that was literal though. <laughs> Because <laughs> he'd probably be like, true. man, I read 5,000 books a year. No, 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 bro, no, bro. This is exactly what he said. Verbatim. From, from ages 8 to 12, I've read 3,000 books per year. Right. And I didn't think that, and when I heard it, I didn't think that that was literal. <laughs> Listen, wow, you know I mean? wow! Because I exaggerate like that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Only thing I know, I, was, I hope it's true. I'm rooting for him so heavy that I hope it's. I hope he can run the sub four three, and I hope he runs three thousand. <laughs> I, I hope it's all real. It's, I'm on cat side. I hope it's all real. To me, that was like we we not you know three thousand. Okay, like you know. 
in my mind. So what I'm if like, said seventeen hundred five page books? Like I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to rationalize to make Look, it real for me. Could have been a thousand little golden <laughs> books. Right, like, right, right. That's wow. That's, still that's, a, that's crazy. Uh, Neil, please watch it so we we can discuss it at at, at, a, at a later time. But uh, Saquon, man, there's got... no way. Yo, dreads, he... dreads, Saquon, dreads, wherever you want to go by. <laughs> Just this shit I'm dealing with every fucking week, bro. There's no way that he does. This is what I'm dealing so, with every week. Here's the problem. Because I'm sure I'm sure the score, and I don't like to speak on it because the score is just funny. It's just silly. We just we just mess around. <laughs> no, but I genuinely taking it as a joke. I just I know. He's not taking it as a joke. Well, when no. this is over, <laughs> yeah, I'm trashing you. you know what I mean? I'm, I know. I'm can sporting you. This, right? this is the bush and pull of the podcast where it's like, I know it's silly, we just do it. And then also when we have guests on, it almost becomes impossible for me to figure out whose points go where. So guys, don't, yes, I think it's funny that Brian's <laughs> every week winning, but at the same time, I am rooting for Ray. I am. I just, I did not know this one. Because at some points you, uh, one, you were like kind of arguing for the other point. So anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all in fun. Yeah. Ray's very funny. Very yeah, good. he thinks it's a conspiracy. Right? Yo, Dre. Like, you know what? In the game, I mean, I've been I watching. Every, I've been watching. I say this every week. I've been watching. Take the grind and start joint all. Go grab his joint and swap them join at the end of this episode. That's what they doing. I'm out here dolo. <laughs> he, said, he said, I take it seriously, but apparently does too. Because man. I know you did. And I know you walking away like, I carry this motherfucker I know that's how you thinking <laughs> I know that's how you thinking <laughs> bro listen that's not the case listen that's not the case because we've spoken plenty of times about me letting you rock out your time of possession is ridiculous Dred I know I'm telling you I know it's true it's time when we hoop right and I've had to run the point I got all the response I'm getting the toughest matchup and it might be a game where I'm off, or B done went crazy. He had the matchup. He done went crazy. It might be weeks and weeks. He might come back. Yeah, man, you was trash that game. I had this many points. No one other did. Yo, I had to guard him. I had to run the point. I had to do all this other stuff. I don't care. I had to, You was trash this game. I was carrying him. You the reason we lost. My boy, like Stacey Patton. <laughs> and, and, and on that note, <laughs> this guy Aaron is grievous because I know you be I know you be pocketbooking them I know you be pocketbooking the drugs. Cat Raymond over here, Catbird. Here we go, Catbird. And another thing. <laughs> oh man, but uh, great episode, fellas. Saquon, man, thank you. Thanks thank for you. having me, thank man. You. Thank you for this. Was you know. I'm 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 happy to finally be able to come through. Right, I've been watching since episode one. Can you just real quick before we get off, just um, because I've been showing people obviously historical oracles, but like, do you want to talk about yeah. what that is and follow the page a little bit? Oh, yeah, or? yeah. Please, please go give me a follow. Historical oracles, man. I'll talk about uh, Black history facts, people, places, things uh, throughout Black history that are mostly lesser known. But um, we do talk about a lot of the prominent figures too. But usually it's from an angle that you haven't heard before. So man, I'm having fun. I'm just you know I'm building it up, man. Just you know having fun doing what I do. I kind of been in this vein since I was a little kid, you know. So it always been kind of close to my heart. So nice. Yeah, man, having fun. Yeah, on Instagram, everybody. It's uh, for the audio listeners. It's uh, just historical oracles yeah, spelled historical out straight. Oracles. No spaces. Yeah. Instagram. Oh. Follow me on YouTube. Everything, man. I'm trying to trying to get the page going, the channel going. You know. More, be great yeah it's a it's a great channel man definitely i uh, appreciate you stopping by man thanks for having me brother yeah 
Ray, glad you got over you. Whatever you were going through. <laughs> I think um uh that was episode twelve. I think I'm I'm ten and two. See, I told you this you is not a shit, joke. That's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> you see your dread, you see that? Ray and guess that went 32. <laughs> that's all me and you came up with, right? <laughs> the disrespect is crazy, man. Shout out to our sponsors, Grind and Star. There's no way he doubled us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grind and Star, if you know, you know. And Honeybee Diaper Cakes for Brian Isley, Saquon Galat, Raymond Bird, Super Producer Neil. This is High IQ Basketball. We'll catch y'all next week. If you're going to a baby shower and you need a gift, I have the perfect solution for you. Go to Honeybee Cakes on Macari. Honeybee Cakes specializes in affordable diaper cakes. They make the perfect gift for the new addition to the fam. Search Honeybee Cakes on Macari today. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Isley, comedian extraordinaire, uh, asking you guys to download Logo, the Isley album, and Uno, the One Take album. Uh, I have three albums. They're all on Spotify. They're all on iTunes. They're all on Tidal. Uh, streaming well right now, but I need more support. I need you guys to go and download these albums, man. Download Logo, Laugh or Get Offended. Download the Isley album and download Uno, the One Take album. And they are available where you stream all your music. They're hilarious because I made them. <laughs> so download these albums today and get your laugh on. Cool. Yeah, I can put that together. Cool. I actually might. Their video, uh, they're just audio. Uh, the album? the albums, yeah. No, yeah. Hey, everybody, how you doing? This is comedian Neil Wood and Adam Nutter. Like, we can't do it like that. You have nope. to sound like a human being. It's cut. It's insane. Because I'm, I'm realizing how little you're talking. Adam Nutter. I could just take. If you just want me to, honestly, you know what we need to do is just get. You just need to get that clean. Adam Nutter. And then I'll just pop it in wherever I need to, but. Adam Nutter. Let's do that. Come listen to the Cult of Us podcast. That's our promo. Adam Nutter. A Drop Tent Media Network podcast. Go to droptent.com or search Cult of Us podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to tie my Nikes for this one. I'm going to go for like a, like a quadruple double. Uh-huh. playing a game to win and greatness come from within. The only time you lose it. Gotta be like the shoes and just do it The clock is winding down so now shoot it If fortune favors the bold, that's why I keep on just winning If timing is just the essence, then I'ma keep on just spending I'm worth a couple of bucks, shout out to Ante the Kumpa Dropping in vivo facts that seeping into your blue buds Advising like Tony Kuko, drink getting into it mucho Directing all these plays like my name was Tony Russo Balling, that's how we do so, I'm going in for the win Penetrate the lane like be way back in 2010 I'm stomping straight in my Tims The basics just like I'm Tim I'm dunking on you haters A poster is where you live It's magic all in my wrist That curry we going swish It's showtime like the 80s basketball is where we live I'm highly gifted and skilled I'm going in for the kill The game is on the line Remember, yo, what's the deal? Pass it to Brian Osley I bet he probably surprised me High IQ basketball is just showing It's not a hobby Playing the game to win Come from within The only time you lose If you only
never begin Gotta be like the shoes and just do it The clock is winding down, so now shoot it We playing the game to win And greatness come from within The only time you lose will be only never begin Gotta be like the shoes and just do it The clock is winding down, so now This has been a Drop Tent Media production.